Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, or PAR for a quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. And today we are joined by Jessica Hayes. She is the coach and trainer for the Retired Racehorse Project, or some of you may know it as the Thoroughbred Makeover for the Asbury University um, student team, and part of our, um, our aftercare episode this week. So how are we both doing today? Wonderful. Hi. How are I am Hi. fantastic, Jessica. Sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Glad to have you on. You know, you and I have talked and uh, a lot over the years, and we certainly appreciate all you've done with our our past racehorses, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. You know, we were talking before we started recording. You got a you got nine thoroughbreds in the barn right now, and and a lot of other stuff going on, just to, you know personally. So uh the the fact that you're taking some time to speak with us today is greatly and sincerely appreciated thank you very much yeah, it's my pleasure and you guys do a fabulous job getting these guys started they are a pleasure to have in the barn yeah, so great fantastic I look forward to look forward to some updates on them and how that's how they're all doing so before we get rolling we're just going to um just kind of in this episode and in this podcast in general, we shed light on all things Pocket Aces. We're going to talk about the finer points of syndicate ownership. We're going to discuss what the partners and the fans and the listeners have asked us to talk about. And hopefully by the end, you are enlightened, inspired, you are entertained on these topics. And for our partners especially, you feel that you are continuing to get a lot out of your tenure as a member of Team Pocket Aces Racing. So before we jump into our aftercare episode this week, we do have an entry that we are going to cover. It is Justice of the Peace going on July the 13th, and it's going to be a, a, Belter blah, a Belterra Park Maiden Special Weight. I'll get it out there one of these days. And um, this is going to be his second try at the main level. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's according to Will, you know, he's training great. He's, he's happy. He's loving what he's doing right now. Um, you know, the, the field came up not bad. Uh, you know, Will really likes likes him right now and how he's doing. I think we all would have preferred if this race was a mile instead of a mile and a 16th. Uh, but you know what? You can't always, unfortunately, get what you want. Uh, you just got to. You, you deal that you play the cards you're dealt and this is what we've been dealt for him this time since we couldn't get him that's the race at Prescott didn't fill uh so we'll uh we'll, we'll run him out there on Thursday and see how he does I think he's six to one right now in the morning line which surprised me a little bit I thought he might be you know coming off that second place finish I thought he might be a little uh um you know a little little lower odds but I mm -hmm. guess with the um you know again that added distance perhaps uh yeah. Perhaps Ed at Belterra Park is seeing uh, what what we're seeing that we'd really prefer him going a mile. So, uh, but yeah, that that's where he is, and hopefully he can have another good run and continue to improve, and uh, we'll, we'll break through here sooner or later with him. Well, and I mean, just judging from what I've been experiencing over at my my other job, the mystery other job that's not really a mystery, but just what I've been experiencing kind of over on on the TDN side, it has been the month of of like 40 and 80 to one shockers so i think justice of the peace at six to one probably wouldn't surprise too many folks <laughs> hey I, I i don't care what odds they go off at if, if they hit that line first so right <laughs> I, I rarely bet on our horses i mean i almost never do so i i don't really honestly i, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to mm -hmm. the odds because i figure i got enough riding on every race as it is to, <laughs> supposed to be throwing some more money in, in the pot so yeah just cheer as hard. It doesn't really matter what it, what they go off at anyway. <laughs> right. 
Well, in this week's edition, we're going to roll right into it. So in this week's edition, we are going to be discussing a pretty important topic, I feel like, for not just the syndicates, but also the industry in general, the topic of aftercare and specifically the aftercare for our racers, our retired runners. And we're joined by actually a very important piece of one of the very important pieces of our efforts. And that's Jessica Hayes, who I kind of announced and gave a quick little introduction a little earlier. Um, She's taken on several of our retired runners uh, for new careers, and um, that includes Bunker Hill Road and Cowboy Diplomacy, which some of you may or may not know is a sibling to Monomoy Girl. And um, Jessica, if you just want to start with a brief introduction of yourself and, and the Asbury program, just for our listeners and maybe some of our newer partners who don't quite know who you are, who the program is yet, that would be great. And then we can get rolling. Well, I'd be delighted to. Thank you. So I have been. Um... I've been at Asbury for several years. I actually graduated in 2013 from Asbury with a ministry degree and then hired in the equine program to teach classes and um, have done the hunter jumper club. And the students came to me and realized that the makeover was something they wanted to do. And I agreed to kind of head that direction with our hunter jumper leadership. And it's kind of morphed into its own thing over the last probably two years but during when COVID hit was our first year and we uh, ended up with aces and eights and oh so ready um, kind of on accident that the two of them had been your all's retirees. We got our their first ones from the Secretariat Center and it was like I said it was on accident that they were both your all's and then the makeover got postponed into the next year um, and it became the mega makeover where they did the two years together. And I ended up with um, Electric Mayhem from you guys that next year (laughs) Um, as one of our 22 horses. I think I got him from you in 21, um, but he ended up making it to the makeover in 22. But the way the makeover works is they had to have run a year to 18 months before the application date. And applications are in January and are we are not allowed to ride them more than a dozen times before December 1st. And that is the year of the, the next year is the competition. So we literally have 10 months um, to take these guys and give them a new occupation. And as daunting as that can seem by itself, because I do it with the students at Asbury, they are usually novice to intermediate riders and they are beginner trainers. Most of them are part of our training track there at um, the university that do police colts, um, which are which is overseen by Jesse Westfall. Um, but police colts are draft thoroughbred crosses, and they're much quieter. And we have them as weanlings, and so it's a very very different approach to training. But I take that and then take the green off track thoroughbred, and we make it to the makeover. So that in it of itself is a feat um the makeover (laughs) the retired racehorse project staff um the secretary and all have been wonderful to us um this year's bunch because of our success last year this year's bunch didn't even have to turn in mid-year videos because we were so successful last year i just got a phone call are you still coaching So as soon as I answered yes, we were done. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's really nice. 
um, they, they're very good to us and we really had a good year last year. So we're expecting another good year this year. So the students pretty well during the school year, I only see them a couple, maybe once, twice a week. Um, I take care of the management and training and all that myself. They are not at Asbury. They are at my house in Madison County. Asbury is not equipped for off-track thoroughbreds, meaning there's no individual paddocks there. You know, there's just no space to take that horse that needs the more specialized care and give it to them at the university. Um, they just don't have the facility. But, um, so they come to my house and then in the summer, the girls actually get an Airbnb, which is five minutes from our house. And from the first of May till mid August, they live five minutes away and they're responsible for the care of the horses all summer long. So that sounds um, very cool. Like the, (laughs) it is, um, they learn a lot. Um, they, because it's a learning program, you know, things that would typically happen at a normal barn. Most of these girls want to go on and have their own facilities and have their own training barns. And, you know, they really want, this is what they want to do in life. Well, some of the mistakes that they make, you know, you make them at the university, there's usually no consequence. Mm -hmm. You make them at my house, there's a little consequence because now we have our show horses laid up, but it's still a learning where the same thing might've actually gotten them fired yeah. If they were on the job. So it, it is a really good transition that it's closer to real life, yet still under actual mm-hmm. supervision. And of course, the thoroughbreds are the best teachers. I mean, all of the girls say every time they get off, the horses teach them a lot more than I can. Um <laughs> they (laughs) well I mean I've heard that a lot too like my old my old trainer used to say the same thing as well that that horse will teach you more than I will ever be able to shouting Mm -hmm. at you to keep your toes and up and your heels down so (laughs) yep well I have one of our grads um that I still have at the barn and one of the girls is learning to ride him and he is ridiculously sensitive to wait (laughs) so if you sit on one seat bone just a smidge too hard you are going a direction you did not intend (laughs) so (laughs) he's he's a good teacher but uh uh this year um oh say that again i'm sorry so that 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 one that that one that uh, throws people off that's not one of our old horses right no no um <laughs> actually moose is his name but he's working it is his uh jc name um and he he was dur- in the mega makeover he was actually laid up last year with a, a he well he cut his the his heel bulb last year and he was laid off most of last year but he doesn't lose anybody um though i think right now he is he holds the record for the number of people that have fallen off it has been off of him so far knock on wood nobody else has uh disposed of anybody um (laughs) they're all very they really are well-mannered i i'm really i there's a definite difference in who breaks horses and i can always tell you know where horses were started or and it really, uh, this bunch is, your all's bunch is fabulous. The, I don't know if Margo starts all of them for you all, but I think these guys might've been at Margo, um, along with Mayhem and they have just been fabulous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Cowboy was at Margo, and then Bunker Hill Road was at Silver Springs. So, and I think okay. Mayhem between, was at Blackwoods, wasn't he, for a while? And Mayhem was at Blackwoods, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, then you've you've picked um, well because all these guys are great. <laughs> good. That, that's that's good to hear. We'll, <laughs> we'll and we'll pass that along to pass that along to everybody at the farm. So, yeah, they'll be happy to hear. I get the questions occasionally about how. We'll, how our different uh, retirees are doing from from grooms and even former grooms. One of my friends was a former groom who actually worked with Temple City Terror, and she talks, you know, she talks to me about her all the time. So they'll be happy to hear that that their hard work has paid off for you guys at least. That's yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there is a big difference. I mean, the we have found that just in general, racehorses are exposed to so much; they come in kind of fearless um which is a double-edged sword sometimes but (laughs) it is it is but as long as we don't mess up and either scare them or you know like with the obstacles um or have them fall off of them which you know we had um Oso fell off the bridge um when we first got him didn't hurt himself he just fell off but he decided it was a long time before he was getting back on that bridge (laughs) um where these guys, as long as, you know, that doesn't happen, they just forge ahead and they're brave and they just, they just go. And that it is wonderful to deal with them because that it actually teaches the girls to be brave as well. Um, if your horse isn't afraid, why should I be afraid? Is kind of the attitude. So yeah, that's, it awesome. works really well. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's, it's, it's fantastic to hear. I mean, and not just not just from our our perspective, because I'm sure you've had um, several horses from from other ownership groups at, or other owners, but it's um, it also kind of shines a light on and even having us sitting down and and talking about it on our podcast episode, it shines a light on why it's important to be active in in a retirement program for your runners because they have so much to give and they have so much yeah. to teach and. It's it's kind of the importance of having a plan because you definitely don't want to have this horse, especially when they're learning new things, kind of what your students are teaching them when because it is a learning process. It is a learning curve. They do have to relearn and learn a lot of things for the first time. And um, I think it's just it just highlights the importance of making sure that you have that just as as important as their beginnings are with with these good farms and these good places that make sure that they start them the right way, that you also have programs like the Secretariat Center or, or your program with Asbury that will give them that good start for their second careers. And I think just from what I've seen, what I've experienced with your with your girls, that you know your program is is pretty amazing, and you, you're doing a lot to teach the next generation of of horse people to just appreciate the thoroughbred beyond beyond a racehorse that they can be more than just a racehorse and i think that's, oh yeah that's awesome yeah and the Go ahead. well i was gonna say in the disciplines so the makeover we can compete in any no there's 10 disciplines that we can shoot for mm-hmm. um and it's amazing the versatility uh, Bunker's a little big. I don't know if everybody remembers. He was a decent size when we got him, but he is shot up to where he's almost 16.3. And so Bunker um, Hill Road for our listeners and some of the newer partners, he is, um, he was our gray gelding by Frosted. And, um, he just, he just mentally, I just don't think he wanted to be a racehorse. I think that was our mm-hmm. issue with him because he just didn't want to be a racehorse. 
no no he his and in his growth spurts I you know I kind of laughed and I said well of course not if he was gonna and he did he grew he's grown over three inches since I picked him up from Dermot in November and he has grown six to eight inches in length um the trailer I picked I picked him up in a four horse slant load he no longer fits in that trailer oh my god (laughs) Uh, yeah I have to I have a big warm blood two horse thank goodness and he fits in it but I mean, he honestly has gotten huge and he's not filled out all of his muscle yet. So he's going to be a beast when he's finally filled out the rest of the way. Oh, I'm excited Um, for that. He's going to be fabulous. But he mentally will shut down on you when he gets confused or stressed or just decides, nope, not today. He will just shut down. And and I've the girls and I have worked through a lot of that. And there, I said, this is possibly why he didn't run. <laughs> and they have just gone, nope, not today. And there was nothing you all could do to change his opinion of that. <laughs> so, which is very different than Cowboy, who would still, I think, ultimately like to run, but he's happy just to have a job um, yep. and be yep. out doing something every day. So um, just very different in their personalities. That's for sure. And I think a lot of people that are new uh, to being around horses and, and new to you know, ownership and you know, maybe they've been fans of, of racing for years, but they've never spent time around them. I, I think they truly, and, and you, you tell them, well, every horse has got its own personality. I think some people, I've, I've, I've said that before, and people have looked at me like I've got two heads. And I, you know, just for whatever reason, they just don't see horses as, you know, they just see them as a, I don't know, I guess machines that should just be running out there and working every week and running every three to four weeks. But, but yeah, talk about that a little bit, just how each and every one is different. Yeah, they, it's not just in their personality, it's in their learning style. You know, when you really think about what a horse is, you are sitting on a 1200 pound animal with his own thoughts, his own brain, his Mm -hmm. own emotions. You ride by the grace of that horse. Yep. There is no, you know, training years and years and years ago was done by sub- subjugation. And now the natural horsemanship, it is all relationship and partnering and and learning how to teach the horse and all that. And that is what I work really hard towards. And I know with racing, you know, you guys probably pick your breakers kind of the same way. You, you realize what personality horses get along with with what barns better what you what I have found is as you bring out their learning styles, they really are good at telling you what they want to do. And a horse is one of it's one of the few animals God created that will go to war with you. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that that animal is as honorable as they are, that at any moment they could decide, nope, I'm not doing this. And not only not do it, but hurt you in the process to tell you no, and that they don't (laughs) do that. They are a humble creature that wants to please and wants to be with their humans. And they, and most of them want a job. Um, You know, you start working them and they like having a job. And every now and then you find the one that doesn't. And unfortunately, that one might not have the best life down the road um, because he want, he doesn't want a job. But for the most part, and I would say over 99% of horses, regardless of breed, they're happy with the job and taking care of whatever humans are that are theirs. 
And, and that is one of the things that the girls all realize. And I I'm hoping this next generation realizes they're not just a dull animal that does what we tell it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, these horses actually do things for us because they're God just created them to be that way for us. And that's a really humbling thing when you climb on a horse like Bunker or Cowboy. You know, I'm riding him at Masterson Saturday, and it's like at any given moment, he could have said, oh, let's go for a run across this field. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't have blamed him. It looked like it would have been a lot of fun. I'd have, I'd have been along for the ride. But at the same time, he was content when I said, no, let's just walk around to just, okay, we'll just walk around. You know, there is, they're just such an honorable, magnificent creature. Mm -hmm. Um, and to see the aftercare program on for everyone, including you guys, you know, all the other syndicates that I see are starting to make it a priority. There is so much that these horses are willing to do and willing to give, Bunker, for instance, at the makeover is going to be our ranch horse. He's going to be a little big for a ranch horse. <laughs> um, oh boy, Bunker cutting but, cows when he could eat the cow. That'll be interesting. Yeah, he, lo he lopes around on a loose rein. He does all the obstacles. He does all the things. Um, he's not afraid of cows. You know, he'll ease around and herd the cows that I have here at the house. He's just a happy-go-lucky whatever you want to do I'm game to do and wherever we go I'm I'm happy to be with you kind of horse and he just has that natural easy way about him um where cowboy is all show horse uh -huh. he is a little more intense and he you know he wants you to do things a certain way and he'll give you his best when you do them that way and his best is wonderful so that's what we strive we strive <laughs> to be the better human so that it brings out his best it, it's really a, a strange mix when you look at our grads versus our hopefuls for this year and I have a third hopeful um, that I actually got from second stride um, etched in stone so I have three going this year and they're all completely different in what they want to do in their next life <laughs> so so bunker hill road's gonna do ranch, ranch yeah he's horse. gonna be our, my what? ranch horse and competitive trail for the makeover and then okay. for tip which is the thoroughbred incentive program it runs concurrently for dressage during the makeover so he's gonna do dressage at tip as well I'll probably teach him to jump, but there is no way to have him jumping and get the students to jump proficiently at the height they have to jump at the makeover. Two six is a pretty good leap to do in just a, a few yeah, months. That's quick. So, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. And then what's Cowboy's event going to be? A cowboy is doing dressage and he's also going to do competitive trail. Um, okay. We have found that doing the competitive trail just gives them such a good brain makes them think mm -hmm. um, you have to open gates you have to back up through a zigzag you drag things you get mail out of the mailbox um, I'm trying mm -hmm. to think what all the obstacles over the years have been you go through water they had a wobble mm -hmm. board that's an interesting thing to teach a horse to stand on is a wobble board mm -hmm. because it never stops moving under their feet and that's usually terrifying to a horse yeah so you know things like that 
but we realize that once you get through that, then they make lovely hunters or jumpers or eventers or, you know, whatever they go next. And I know it's kind of like, so that's kind of like the foundation then of like the aftercare path is that. Okay. Yeah. For us, the foundation is a dressage training, which is used for every discipline they go into, could go into. Yep. And then um, the competitive trail is the obstacles where you desensitize. You you teach them to think through problems, kind of like you do a kid with puzzles and they learn to problem solve. And that's what that kind of comes comes as is its problem solving skills well then we got okay. photos of electric mayhem in that um i think in that in that uh class and he uh-huh. looked and he looked like he was living his best life he looked jazzed to be out there <laughs> yeah well mayhem is a hoot first off he has a personality that um we weren't ever sure what song he was playing in his head <laughs> um that was the joke at the barn is you could actually sing along with whatever beat he bounced his head to while he trotted um some days it was the hamster dance and some days it was 80s dance music i mean it was interesting with that horse (laughs) he was he was uh it was the muppet movie electric mayhem is the band (laughs) and he was singing along with dr teeth and animal I, I no doubt in my mind and he is um actually one of his trainers um and one of my students graduated this last year and um she bought him so he has his forever home currently in uh, mount juliet tennessee um she's getting married in september and is going to use him as kind of her horse to do stuff with but she's going to be doing therapeutic riding um, so I see him in the next couple of years uh, being a therapeutic riding horse for her, for her program. That oh, that's great. awesome. Fantastic. Yep. That's yeah. And he has hear. the brain for that. Um, my daughter learned to ride two years ago and, and she loved riding Hemi. And that's what we called him was Hemi. So, okay. yeah, he's 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 gold. And then let's see. Oh, so ready. I cannot think of the lady's name. I wish I had all that in front of me. She um she um, reached out to us on Facebook and she sent us some some information about him recently. Dr. Alexander is and Dr. Woodrow friend is my vet at Wood at Rude mm-hmm. Riddle. And Dr. Alexander was one of his interns and Dr. Alexander is her vet. And would and Dr. Friend is also her vet. Well, uh, Dr. David came out and did my annual shots and all in Coggins um, back in April. And I asked about Oso and he said that horse is living his best life. Um, you know, you all may or may not have realized, cause I think you all ended up claiming him that he had some old injuries that came mm-hmm. to the top before we got to the makeover that we found, mm-hmm. um, which was going to limit what he was capable of doing as far as a show horse. Well, this lady ended up buying him because her daughter is an event rider and she wanted to be able to go on to all of the schooling days, whether it's at Masterson or wherever they hauled to. And instead of having a golf cart, have four legs. <laughs> and That's fantastic. Also, it's a golf will... cart. <laughs> yes. Um, they fabulous. taught him to smile. Um, <laughs> he was my favorite on the farm for many months because the girls would be sitting in you know sitting in a circle out in the middle of our ring talking about who was doing what and I would rattle peppermint paper and he would come running 
to me, could completely ignoring the rider on his back. Oh. I had peppermints, <laughs> and he was on his way for his peppermints. So he is genuinely living his best life. Dr. David said he is doing fabulous. She goes and does little dressage shows whenever her daughter shows and just does the walk trot classes. And he is happy and healthy and she loves him and he'll be there right there until he's gone until he dies and then ace ace ended up being sold to jesse ward she lived up or lives up excuse me up in indiana and was going to make him an event horse she was a young rider i think she was only 17 or 18 um, and had a trainer up there and that was where he was headed and um then of course bunker and cowboy are with me and i think that's the five of them um so that's it yep well that is great uh i'm so and and you know we knew we knew when we sent them to you we we had a lot of conversations before we ever sent you the first horse and and you know we i think we both looked into each other quite extensively and (laughs) uh you know so we, we knew we knew that going in that uh they would be well taken care of with asbury and then when they when it was time for them to move on uh and and i would explain you know some of that you know some when when they're sold that money goes into the program to help um yeah you know, help fund the program moving forward yeah and, yeah so you mentioned selling that and then that just and that's the same thing that secretariat center does you know they they eventually of course they call it adoption but you pay a hefty adoption fee uh, right so you know anytime <laughs> you send anytime we send horses to whether it's you guys you know we used to we've used second stride before uh you know secretariat center the horses don't stay there from now on you know they they get prepped for a new career they, they get trained just like they did when they're race horses well not just like but you know like similar to when they were race horses and then they get moved on to their hopefully forever homes where they're going to be uh you know well taken care of forever and then you know secretariat center one of the things that we like so much about them is their lifetime tracking program and you've got a great relationship with the secretariat center and you're oh, able yeah. to use some of that tracking uh you know that 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 they that they use uh, you know you help they help you help you out with that process yeah and i work really hard to match the horse and rider you know it's not it's not easy to tell somebody a horse doesn't suit them but you know i have nine horses at the farm right now and only two of them are euros um and it is genuinely I've had riders come and it's not five minutes and I'll just I'll tell them this is not a fit for you um if you even if you have a trainer this horse is not a fit and you can just kind of sometimes you can just tell that um because I don't want the phone call a year from now you know either that the horse has to go or the horse was horrible for them or they're hurt or the horse is hurt because of you know just not a good match I mean I much rather hear oh yeah we've taught him to smile and he's you know still packing me around my daughter's training session (laughs) as my golf cart I love that and he'll you know so that's my goal um that's why I don't take on too many every year either is we do have several that are would be technically for sale but until their right person comes along, they're not going anywhere. Um, these guys earn to have a good life when they're done running. You know, Cowboy Cowboy was good to you all, and you all were good to Cowboy. And, and But he earned the right, in my opinion, to have a good life until he's, you know, until he's gone. Um, I cannot agree more. Yeah, I mean, he's there. They all just have... 
you know, Patty said it, they all have stuff to give and, and they really do. But, you know, I, I, I can't emphasize enough. We've, everybody needs to be worrying about where these horses go. I think the, mm -hmm. you know, they bring a lot at the yearling sales. They bring a lot at the weanling or the broodmare, you know, depending on what sale they run through and people think, oh, well, they're just kind of disposable or throw away. And it's like, no, the, this transitioning process is hard. You know, I know we spoke a lot about when Cowboy came and when I picked him up in November, he spent six weeks with just me. The students weren't down. They were already gone for the holidays. And I, every day I walked in there and he and I had a little chat about, you know, you've got to be able to deal with novice riders, bud. You can't, you can't be on your toes every day. And you can't, <laughs> you know, you got to bring it down a little. Yeah. And we he, have you know, speed he was, limits here. Yeah, he you're, you're at a just, 12. We need you at about a four. <laughs> yeah and he's it bless his heart and he was so good on the ground and he but you could just tell he was where's where where's my competition where's the track where you know this makes no sense to me you could just tell it made no sense and I have had I've transitioned him straight from the track I bought one from West Virginia um uh, super strike he uh came from the West Virginia track I bought him on Thanksgiving day he raced on Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I bought him on Thanksgiving day and shipped him to me on Monday after. And he walked off the trailer like, oh my gosh, it's over. Thank you. And he was done. <laughs> and we were, we climbed and he ran, he was a good runner, but we climbed in the middle of him 30 days later and he's never looked back. And then I've had him come in that, um, Ace was a good one to explain that about that. We went places with Ace and he was always looking for the competition. He was always waiting for, you know, where are we going and what are we doing and how, you know, there was just such a up to him and it's taking cowboy a little bit to kind of realize that this is life, but he has been a rock star. We took him to a show last Sunday and all he did was the walk trot classes. He is still really hard on that right um lead um because of that injury that he had last year um but he's doing fabulous walk trot and he's getting it he just still is really out of balance but he uh i mean he was reserve champ in two or three of the walk trot classes with the girls and i think the video i sent patty that was elsie's very first show herself as well as his yeah, yeah. It was, and it was he, impressive. <laughs> I'll have was to share so that on social good. later. Yeah, he was so good. And I mean, he, he got there and he looked around and it was like, oh, this is it. And there's grass over here. So I, I mean, immediately went to looking for grass and decided, <laughs> you know, this is good. I can do this. Um, and worked like a rock star, competed well. And then of course, loaded right back and climbed on the trailer and was happy to be home. And then did the same thing at Masterson this past Saturday. I took Cowboy and Munker to Masterson for, they had a young event horse show, but they were also doing an obstacle training fun day. And um, we went over and the two of them worked on the obstacle course with two of my students and they were just fabulous. Both boys, um, 
you know, these little outings and they realize they have to go work, but it's not high stress and it's not high speed. Cowboys finally gotten it. Bunker was the one that was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what they were trying to get me to do before. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the life. I'll, and he is, he, my beginners can ride him. My daughter rides him. I mean, he's great out in the field. He's great on the trails. Every time we go somewhere, he's a good boy. I mean, he's, he's a class act at, but Cowboy's still looking for just a little for the, the show. He wants to be a show horse. Um, he likes so he, being he'll the get center there. of attention. <laughs> well and he he looks the part too i mean he is yeah. absolutely yeah. well they're both gorgeous but dang he is yeah he's a he's a he, showstopper when you he get is. a good look at him he's really good looking <laughs> yeah yeah everybody loves him hey everybody so as you may have guessed budging by the title and the fact that it's 37 minutes long and that i'm back at the end we went over time and it went really long, but it was an incredibly interesting interview. It had a lot of good information, a lot of really fun and neat updates about our horses, about our former runners. And we wanted everybody to appreciate both of the episodes in their entirety. So we split it in half. We made it another two-parter. And so make sure that you tune in next week for the second part of this interview with Jessica Hayes of the Asbury University program. And make sure that you are subscribed to our Spotify and that you're subscribed to our Apple podcasts. And make sure that you are also tuned in and following our YouTube channel as we start releasing different programs and different features and all that fun stuff. You definitely don't want to miss those. So make sure you tune in next week. And I hope everybody enjoyed part one. And remember to leave us any comments or any ratings or anything you know, that you would like to hear about in the coming episodes, make sure that you get those sent along to us and we will get them scheduled. So have a good Wednesday, everybody. We will see you all next week.